Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. And welcome back to Boozy Books and Movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear we're not drunk already. <laughs> Is that ASMR? Or... Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. <laughs> my name's Melina. And my name is Colton. And today, we're finishing up episode 8 of the Outsider TV show on HBO. Let's go. But first, uh-huh. alcohol. <laughs> so I have this concoction. It is completely clear looking. Uh, could be water. Probably not, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever water with me. Uh, no. It is some bubbles. So I'm going to do a little sniff. Oh, what is that? Hey, don't look in the room with the alcohol. <laughs> I mean, nothing's like out that I used. I put it all back in its place. But... Is, it, is it vodka? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm there's gonna... not, a, not a lick of vodka in here. I'm going to take the shot. <laughs> oh, what is that? I know <laughs> what that is. Fuck. Kahlua. Kahlua's coffee. Uh, Malibu. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Malibu. Malibu. <laughs> yeah, it was a mixture of Malibu, Ma- <laughs> Malibu rum and vanilla. Just some sort of weird. Oh, nice. Brand. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, I actually kind of got that. Yeah, Almost. half of it. Half of it. Let's go. The Malibu was the, like the biggest yeah. thing in there. I just put like a splash of the vanilla to try and give it a little bit more flavor. Yep, sounds good. Groovy smoothie. If you remember last week, uh, Jack's going crazy. He went into <laughs> his. Uh, he was on the run from shooting Holly, and they were looking for him and stuff. And he ransacked his own house, and so now they got you know police looking for him and stuff. But then the whole gaggle of people, including Holly, Ralph. And Yun Sablo and Andy yes. all decided they were going to Texas, uh, Tennessee <laughs> to find Claude Bolton. It was Texas in the book. It was Texas in the book. <laughs> and if you remember, Howie and Alec decided that they weren't going to go. Right. We'll see how truthful that stays. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else you can think of that happened last mm, last week? Didn't, did we meet the family? No. No. Okay. Oh, but we met um, Claude's brother, right? Or has that not happened yet? Did we? I don't know. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely met his brother. Yeah, yeah, they kind of melt together when, when we've already seen the second part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this when we've already seen, like, the first. You know, we've seen the whole episode, so. Right, so they kind of melt together So it's kind of hard to figure out what, what we've talked about and what we haven't yet. Right, but. All right, well, yeah, I mean, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then you, what are you doing? I mean, we're, we're It's on... not going to make any sense if you don't, so... Th- this is episode <laughs> 16 of a, you know, a fucking 20-something part series. If you haven't listened to last episode, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Listen to all, the, all of our podcast episodes, bitch. Well, yeah, because The Outsider, we're on, like, well, yeah, this 40-something is... episodes of The Outsider. Holy shit. This has been an adventure. Picked a long-ass book for a second book. <laughs> that first book was quick, easy, it in was. and out. It was like four ep- Our season one is like four episodes. Our season two is like going to be like 50. <laughs> no shit. All right, well, let's get started. 
Okay. Boom! Claude is... Uh, nope, never mind. Actually, we do. We already talked about Jack that. Jack and the fisher. Yeah, so some yeah. fisherman guy... He's what, walking... What was he so, doing? He, he was just done fishing, so he was walking to his vehicle, had all his stuff in his hand. Walking to his vehicle, he thought it was weird that there... Like, he kept, like, looking... Because there was, like, another vehicle parked next to his. He was like, what the hell is that dude? Like, it mm-hmm. was in the middle of, like, woods or something. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't... Like, it was a spot where people... It wasn't a touristy spot or anything. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of, like, looking at the other vehicle, and then he just kind of gets attacked. <laughs> Jack shoots him. Oh, yeah. Jack shoots him. Mm-hmm. And then... He, like, drags him away, and then all we hear is just the most... Jack's, dis- like, sitting there. Like, I don't know if he's looking at it or looking away. No, he's looking away. He's Yeah, he's, I think he's sitting, like, facing away from what's going on. But he keeps, like, glancing back. Yeah. But essentially, we just hear the most disgusting... Monstrous... Munching and chewing. Yes. <laughs> and with pieces being, like, flung and... Right. Yeah. And so Jack is obviously disgusted, so he he's keeps, like, like kind of He's, like, trying not to but, puke. Right. But, so, essentially, the fisherman's being eaten by the outsider. Yes. And all we see that's left of the, of the fisherman is a bloody hat with brains on and around it. And yep. then Jack steals the fisherman's vehicle. Yep. Claude and his brother are in the same jail uh, cell. <laughs> and his brother is, like, yelling things at the police officers, yes. making fun of them and that kind of thing. And I just think it's funny how they're both in jail now because his brother's <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> and then we uh, we actually switch to a just a random-ass family in an RV. Yeah. And there's, like, a young boy talking to his parents and his sister about um like animals or something like cave animals or something right? yeah he was just looking up all these cool facts about the caves that they're going to and trying to like i wonder if we can find this cave or right. what if we can find this in this cave and right and so like in theory so essentially they're just driving to this cave festival that they right. were prepping for earlier in the day and, and right. all that stuff and you know the boy the young boy super excited about it and looking up a bunch of facts and stuff about it right jack is driving the fisherman's vehicle and he looks up in um um, at the little, like, dice that's um, hanging down from the rear view mirror. Yes, it's this dice that has, like, pictures of the fa- fisherman's family. <laughs> yeah. Posted on, like, pasted on, like, on all sides. So it's just, like, a cube of pictures, basically. Right. Yeah. And it keeps like, like, and it keeps like turning Mm -hmm. as he's driving. (laughs) So he sees all of these pictures of the kids growing up and all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So, but then uh, the outsider's in the back seat, and he says, "Yeah, Jack pulls over." He pulls over and looks like he's about to puke, and yeah, and then the outsider reaches his hand up and says, give that to me. I thought he was driving. I don't think he pulled over. Oh, I thought he pulled over. Okay. I mean, I'm probably right. So yeah, Jack Jack pulls over, and the outsider um, reaches his hand and says, give that to me, and when Jack gives it to him, we see that on the hand, it says, can't. can't. Um, right. And so then Jack and the outsider have a little conversation. Essentially, the outsider says, I need to eat. And Jack's like, you just ate this fisherman. Why do you need to eat again? And the outsider says, he was full of cancer. I need something better. Or, you know, something, something like that. And Jack goes, well, I guess not anymore. For <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, I guess it's not full of cancer anymore. It's like eating a steak with a lot of fat on it, apparently. is If they have cancer, then it's just not a good oh. steak. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Ralph and the crew, the whole show bangle uh arrive at the police station to bail claude out and then they're surprised when claude's brother is also in jail <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, uh, we only asked for one of them. <laughs> yeah, and they, um, I mean, essentially they go to the police officer, and the police officer's like, I'm not letting them out. But then like they show badges. A and police officer, but. Right, and they show badges, and they say, no, we need him, like, kind of need him. And then, and then they say, well, his brother's here, too, locked in, you know, he can't let Well, Claude won't officer. leave without his brother. Right, right, right. And so essentially they're like, all right, fuck it, I guess we'll, we'll take the brother, too, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so they all leave together. So maybe I guess that's kind of why they needed two vehicles, too, is so they could oh, yeah, kind of carry him, too. Oh, yeah, because they were going to pick up Claude. Right, because they, they told the police to arrest Claude. Right. So they knew where he was, and then they could pick him up, so. And if he was in police custody, he cannot be accused of any other crimes that they were worried about. True, yeah. yeah. That was why they had him in police custody. Right. We switch over to uh, Howie and Alec, and they're together, and Howie, it's like late at, later at night, and Howie asks Alec why Alec didn't go with the crew. Um, Alec says that he was busy with work, but it really, that had nothing to do with it. Really, it was just because once they had decided to go, his mouth tasted like copper and so he goes into a little story about how the only time his mouth tasted like copper was when he was in iraq in the military and he knew something bad was going to happen and so it was just kind of his intuition yeah saying hey something bad's gonna happen uh, right. don't really want to go <laughs> you know when i was like because yes at this point i'm like you know neither alec or howie are going maybe they'll live oh uh, yeah i was like <laughs> i live i was like or who else is gonna die? Like right. if they're if they're not gonna die, who right. else? Right. Now we switch back to Jack, and he's sitting behind like a log or something, and he's just listening to the outsider eat some more people. Yep. Just chomp, chomp, chomp. Yep. And then he throws like a body part at Jack or something. Yeah. I'm not something really disgusting. Sure why? Yeah, I don't know. Outsider is just feasting. Almost wonder why. Almost wonder why the outsider doesn't eat Jack. He kind of needs him, I guess. Yeah, he does. Because then you'd have to get somebody else under, yeah. like, his influence. and That's true. That could take effort. So we've switched back to that little uh, random family that was in the RV driving to the cave system. Yeah. And they arrive. Um, and then they start to get out and stuff and whatnot. Short little burst of them. Then we go back to the crew. And so, like, Ralph and Holly and Yoon and Claude and... Seal. Seal and Andy. Andy. Fuck. <laughs> Got it all. Let's go. <laughs> so the crew um, say that they need to talk to Claude and his brother. Uh, well, really, they just need to talk to Claude. But the brother is being, like, resistant and... I, I don't know if he just hates cops or whatever, but uh, I don't know. He just doesn't understand the situation. But then when they get to Claude's house, they sit down. They have a nice long conversation about what's going on. And they tell him the truth about what the fuck they think is going down, right. essentially. Claude says that, yeah, that kind of makes sense, actually, with everything that's been going on. Um, well, at first, wasn't he like, he's like, so he didn't think it made sense. Uh, but then his brother brought up the fact that he said that, you know, he was just telling them earlier. About, about how he. Yeah, um, about how he felt like something bad was going to happen. Sure. And that everything, you know, all the, feel how he feels like someone's in his house and watching him and how he has to, he's being paranoid and everything. Right. And all that stuff. And so, um, uh, Claude says, like he's like you guys are punking me right i'm on a show i'm on punked you know yeah my brother's in on it right because <laughs> he doesn't believe really believe what's kind of going on but right but so the group kind of says hey we want to be with you around you so we can be able to vouch for you if anything goes wrong just in case 
Right. Later on, you know, they're all sitting around the house in their own little groups and everything, and Holly is talking to Ralph, and Holly says that, Ralph, you probably should just go home if you don't really believe in this thing. But Ralph kind of says... Uh, you know, I, I think I'm kind of coming around. I just, um, you know, I, I gotta take this at my own pace. And, and Holly essentially says, you need, to, you need to try harder. Like, Yeah, she's like, fuck that. Not your own pace right now. You have to believe right now. Right. Like, this, this shit's getting deep. You know, you kind of can't be taking it at your own pace. Yeah. Can't be on the fence about it. So then we switch back to the random family that's at the circus. Things are getting a little dark. Yeah, a little darker out. It's kind of dark out and, um. And they're like walking around and they're talking and they're, you know, big crowd, lots of people. Um, it's like a big festival with lots yep. of vendors and little rides and stuff. Just like a carnival. Yep. Everyone's happy, having a good time. Um, eventually the girl, the, so the sister, sees like a boy or a couple of boys and splits from the group and goes to talk to them. And the boy eventually does the same and he's like looking at a map or something. Yeah, the, the brother, yeah, he just goes and like looks at a map for a while. Yeah, the brother. And yeah. the parents are kind of they, they go for a walking drink. Walking around, yeah, yeah, drink, grab a drink. Right. The note. Gonna say something about that. Oh, they were saying something about how they had gone every single year. Oh shit. So I figured that that girl, she probably knew those two boys from like previous years or mm. something. Like if they, you know, if they go every year, it's not like she just started talking to two random teenage boys. Oh, okay. Okay. So they flip back to like Claude and Seal and Holly and all of them. So previously, like when Claude first came into his brother's house. Right. He was like, oh, you do puzzles? Like, something like, that's a really girly thing to do or something like that. I, I thought like, it was kind of more like of a waste of time. Yeah. To, to Claude. Yeah. So, and he goes, and he was, oh, and Claude had asked, so what's the puzzle even of? Like, he had no idea what the picture and was. Seal was like, I have no idea. Claude's like, what do you mean you have no idea? It's like, how do you know where the pieces go? <laughs> like, if you don't look at the picture. Mm-hmm. And so, so we get from that that he doesn't look at the picture of the box and he has it like stowed under the couch like upside down so he can't see mm-hmm. what the puzzle is of. Just to add a little challenge, uh-huh. you know. And so Holly is looking at the puzzle on the table and she goes, ugh. And Seal's like, what do you mean? Do you not like puzzles? She goes, no, I don't like elephants. So, mm-hmm. and then Seal look, look, lifts the box up from under the couch and sees that it's elephants. So yeah, Holly looked at a completely unfinished puzzle and said, oh, it's elephants. Like, yeah. she could tell, she could she, put like, the pieces together. put it together in her head and, yeah, could tell that it was mm-hmm. of the elephants. Just adding to the evidence of her incredible yeah. Asperger's? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. She was under a lot of tests as a kid, I don't know why. Right. She's just insanely smart. Right. So Howie is in his office. And Alec comes in late at night, and so it's a lot later from their last conversation. But Alec says that he thinks that uh, he should have gone with the crew to Tennessee. He's having second thoughts about this, and he can't help but feel like they abandoned Holly because the original people that included Holly in this whole investigation was Alec and Howie because Howie is the lawyer and, you know, Alec is the private investigator for Marcy to investigate what's going on. So they hired uh, Holly originally. And so they got her in this mess, and so Alex says that he thinks that they need to go, essentially, because they are kind of responsible for whatever happens to Holly, they think. So Holly and Alec do end up going. (laughs) They start driving. And I was like, damn it. Yep. Gonna die. Poor guys. So then we go back to the crew, and they're sitting around at Claude's, or Claude and Seal's house, and they're talking and everything, and they're trying to figure out where everybody's gonna sleep. 
and Yoon says that he can sleep in his car, and uh, then he goes, he says that he wants to go check in on something, um, that he's, check, check on something that he saw on the way into Tennessee or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, Holly and Andy say that they could sleep on the porch on like a little chair. They have a couch chair. on the porch. Oh yeah, it was like a full ass couch on yeah. the porch. Yeah. And then Ralph says that he'll take the the couch inside the the house or whatever. Um so then we switch back to the parents of the random family that's at the cave festival and they are talking about how boring the festival is and they kind of I think what we were kind of saying earlier about um how they, they go every, every year, single and, year. Yeah. But then it switches to someone in a mask. Um, it is a fox head mask. Yes. And it's not unusual because there's other people wearing masks and masks and of, stuff too. There were a lot of people wearing masks. Right. Even the, the kid, little the, kid was wearing like a bear brother. mask. Yeah. The brother was wearing like a bear mask or something. So yeah, it's not like weird. But yes, the, so someone um, walks up um, in this fox head mask and is starting to talk to the brother or boy or whatever um, about a cave on a map that the boy was looking at. And he said something about how this cave houses animals that the boy might be interested in. And he says that, hey, little boy, I can show you the cave if you want. And so they start leaving together. Yeah, the kid's like, stuff. okay. All right, let's go. Well, <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, you think stranger danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, they started can get into people's heads. So he probably, like, oh. just, like, calmed the kid down and, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. like, got in his head. A little bit more uh, supernatural than yeah. a normal confrontation between a child and a stranger. Yeah. Yes. Probably. Eventually, the sister like looks and notices that the boy is walking with a strange man and so she kind of freaks out the sister so does. she starts screaming his name and running, running after, after him. him yeah and so then some people around are like looking at the man questioning him are you the father you know <laughs> um eventually the parents notice and they start running after the boy yeah. too and, and the dad like the, t- the dad tackles yeah. the outsider pulling his mask well, off and first of all this was a very large man yeah like the dad was like right very like big mountain man very large man mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and claude's pretty he's tall but he's pretty skinny right yep well i mean the outsider pretending to be claude right and not claude this is not claude <laughs> right. and so when the father tackles the outsider um the fox head mask kind of gets pushed off and we see like a camera click and a flash um and the outsider runs away and but the father gets a good look at his face and he kind of is like stunned a little i think well because it doesn't look finished like mm-hmm. you know they kept saying in the book and then the the girls in the show like his face just doesn't look finished yeah like his eyes still looked weird i thought yeah Yep. And then we both, or I, maybe it was just me, but I kind of thought maybe at this point that the outsider may have scratched the father. Maybe. It's a possibility. They didn't talk about it at yeah. all. They didn't no. show it. I, I thought on his knuckle there was a little bit of but blood. But that is a high possibility. Right. In the little scuffle on the ground. Right. But I don't know if it matters anyways because he's still in transformation of his original right. Claude. So That's I don't true. know if... That matters, because I wonder if he has to scratch somebody after he's after finished transform- he, yeah, transforming, you know? So maybe it not. Maybe, maybe that's not the case, you know? Yeah, so they may get off scotch-free yet. Yeah, close to, very close to the boy being eaten. Murdered, yeah. Yeah, but this just means that the outsider is willing to abduct a child and kill him and eat him before he's finished even being clawed. Yeah. 
essentially. In like we're pretty much broad, not broad it daylight. Wasn't daylight, but, but I mean, there were a lot of lights. It was a whole mm-hmm. crowd of people. Like, yep. it's getting really ballsy. Right. Yeah. So then Holly and Andy want to go check something out. And so they ask Ralph if they can take his car. And he says yes. And so they go to town to pick up some things. And they pull up somewhere. But Holly says she needs to go look at something without Andy. She wants to be alone, essentially. Because Andy means nothing to Holly. And I don't think he means nothing to her. But she just doesn't. She's just care not. About him. She is, She's completely uninterested. There's in a that. very unbalanced, mm-hmm. yeah, like interest in this relationship. She's just way more focused on the case than right. she is about finding a dick. You know, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Maybe after the case is done, she can like settle right. down. I mean, Andy's d- definitely gonna die. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I, he's not in the book. I don't know. I was just assuming. Unless he, unless my theory from before, he's the outside of his little pet as well, right. trying to mm-hmm. be on the inside because, I mean, he did kind of weasel his way into mm-hmm. this investigation. Right. Maybe Ralph has to shoot him. Maybe. And then Holly and Ralph. I mean, but Jeannie. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. So Holly goes to the Fly Right House of God Church <laughs> and she goes in. And some like elderly women are like, Good evening, young miss or something mm-hmm. and she walks up to the front row and there's you. She sits down right next to Yoon Sablo. Yep. Which is really weird. Why? I don't know. You know? He's like uh he was very raised like Catholic and he Right is I mean, he grew up with, you know, his grandma telling him stories about El Cuco and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yes, very Hispanic, like, culture there. And this is not a Catholic church. It's not. But I think, basically, from the conversation that follows between her and Eunice, that this is the only, like, church there is mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. So. And then he, like, holds her hand or something Right? Weird. Yeah. And I'm just like, Holly's just, like, making moves. Like, everyone's making moves on Holly. <laughs> She's trying to get around. <laughs> I think more more of it is just she just has no idea you know she's oblivious like i right. would be you know well and i don't know if she's very good at like social cues and right. stuff so like yeah this random like hand holding may not seem that weird to her right whereas to us it seems very weird <laughs> i thought it was really weird yeah and we were worried that andy would like we were worried that andy would like look in and see them holding hands mm-hmm. too <laughs> yeah poor guy break his heart flip out on him <laughs> so then we switch over to the random family that was at the cave festival and they are actually now at the police station and, and they like, are questioned about what they're getting questioned yep. by the and police. they're individually they're pulling them in individually and mm-hmm. questioning them we don't get to see like you know the details of these interviews but it kind of like zooms out and you see that fox head mask yep like in an evidence bag yep so you know they're gonna have dna now right right probably claude's dna yeah <laughs> but i also thought it was interesting i'm, I'm assuming one of the questions Similar to the beginning of the book and the beginning of the show when they were asking about Terry is I'm assuming they're going to have like mug shots or, you know, like pictures of individuals and they're going to say, okay, who was the one that took your brother? You know, who was the one that took your son? And they're probably all going to be like, it was this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. It was Claude Bolton, you know? Right. Uh, Even though they don't know his name, but they're like, yeah, it looks like Claude, (laughs) you know? So then we switch over to Yoon Sablo and he is trying to fall asleep in his car 
Andy brings a blanket out to him, and oh fuck, not not the not the Sablo. <laughs> fuck. I'm Andy gonna... brings a blanket for him and Holly to snuggle. Right, so they they be snuggling on the random couch on the porch. Random like leather couch on the porch. Like you think he'd get rained on and ruined yeah. very quickly. Like what the hell? Um, but yeah, Sablo sleeping in his car. Holly and Andy cuddling, snuggling on the couch in the. And then Ralph is on the couch in the house. Yep. In the middle of the night, Ralph hears a noise and grabs his gun, but he just finds Claude being paranoid as fuck. Throwing stuff around, yeah. Checking every entryway and making, you know, noise and he's being paranoid as fuck. Yeah. Is what he's doing, checking all the locks. He's kind of like freaking out. Oh, yeah. So, but this just confirms that that Ralph sees Claude in the middle of the night. Like, he didn't leave, but whatever. Right. So Ralph goes back to bed. And then, really, really random and weird. Um, the brother. Yeah, Claude's brother takes a picture of Ralph yeah, so in bed. Ralph wakes up to like a like a you know a a camera bright flash. flash. Yeah, yeah, and Seal just like took a picture of him, and Ralph's like, "Why? What the fuck?" Like, and he's like, "Well, it's not very often that this house has seen a lot of police officers, but." None of them for a sleepover. So he like <laughs> wanted to. He's like, I want to capture the moment, and uh-huh. we're just like, why this weird random detail? Like in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think okay, that sleeping. it makes me think that everybody is being influenced. I mean, Andy's fucking influenced by the outsider. No. Fucking whatever no. seals influenced by the outsider. Some crazy shit. Yeah, crazy. So Howie, and so now it's in the morning, Howie and Alec arrive, they, they drove all night long, and they wake up Sablo in his car, they knock on the window, like, and they- Too cheap to spring for a hotel? Right. <laughs> like, fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> cheap ass motherfucker, couldn't, couldn't get a hotel room. Yeah, the lawyer and the private investigator are like- <laughs> Yeah, they get paid weirdos. money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, that morning, the police arrive- at the Bolton residence, and they ask for Claude Bolton. Ralph says that he can vouch for Claude uh, because he was there all night, and the police show a picture slash, there's like a video. So somebody had like, you know, smart phones. Someone was taking a video of the whole situation that happened the night before. At, at the cave festival mm-hmm. or whatever. With the kid and the dad tackling the outsider and all that stuff. Yeah, so they get the whole thing on video, and it's literally Claude. Like, it looks like Claude. Mm-hmm. But it's outside. Except like know. the eyes look like yeah. very like different. Right. Like the eyes look very like sunken in. But other than that, it's pretty obviously Claude. Right. Mean. Right. And so, uh, without any kind of warning or context or whatever, Holly says, It's here to Ralph. And, you know, no one understands what that means. The but... two cops, like yeah. the investigator detectives or whatever that were like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, they're like, What do you mean it's here? Like the fuck right Just but looking around all confused right but but ralph knows like okay it's here the outsider is here that's what it yeah. means you know and so that's the end of that and then all we see is like a actual close-up of claude aka the outsider eating a deer animal yeah, some sort of animal deer, i think yep because he's hungry as fuck and but and then it kind of shows like a very overhead view of him but you can see, and he kind of like leans back. You can see his face is done now. That the oh. night before, his eyes had looked sunken in still, but this looked like Claude, without a doubt. Okay, yep. So it's his transformation is complete. Yep, transformation is complete. And now, the real Claude is kind of in trouble with the police. So we'll have to see what happens next time in the next episode, episode number nine. Yep. 
there's only two left. Two episodes left, and then we start on a new adventure. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with episode nine. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.